0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read Rated PG-13. Anthony, with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. By looking at him smiling, we go. my another episode of the long two i am pete rogers he is natty wallach and we are a St. Anthony podcast uh, and occasionally talk fantasy basketball natty how you doing today i'm all right buddy how are you i'm good i'm good we are going to obviously talk about some fantasy hoops for the first time in a long time but uh we are what three four games this tells you how invested i am into the nba finals that i don't even know what game is being played tonight is it game four tonight game four is tonight yes you're just a couple so, hours away and bam at
1: bio so looks like he might play
0: ah so we're recording this tuesday night um and that has been kind of a, a, a letdown of this uh of this final so far we we talked a bunch we did our uh, finals preview on last week's show and we talked a lot about kind of like the matchups and exciting things that could happen in this finals and we haven't seen a lot of it because Gorgon Dragic got injured in the very first game and is out for seems like most of the series uh and bam tweaked got injured too and now is just coming back so it's been outside of jimmy buckets just deciding that you know, he's going to drop 40 and, and will the heat to a win. It hasn't been like uber competitive. The games.
1: Yeah. There was just a bad taste in your mouth, sort of from game one on um, game two afterwards, everyone was just saying, well, you know, the Lakers are just huge and this is the kind of team that LeBron wanted all defense and their shots were falling when they needed them to, And yada, yada, yada. And then Jimmy Butler exposed. I don't think a team weakness, but sort of a mental weakness like they I was sort of surprised. I was almost aghast, actually, that LeBron
0: Aghast, you say? Because this is (laughs) what you didn't like my pointing out of your fantastic vocabulary. (laughs) Well, because the whole time
1: while I was watching it happen, I was like the one thing that people really didn't talk about for the finals preview is what happens if LeBron loses. Mm. And if the Mm. Lakers lose to an undermanned heat squad, that's a catastrophe.
0: That is that, (laughs) that would put a a large blemish on the old uh, LeBron legacy that we, that we all care so much about. And who knows what the real world ramifications would be.
1: Like, would Anthony Davis be like, actually, after seeing some of the offseason moves, I don't really know if I need to stick around here. Like, I'll get my money no matter what. Um, there's, like, that is a worst case scenario. I also don't think it's going to happen. Um, but that's why I was aghast was because I couldn't believe LeBron was, like, letting this team... Like, they should have put their foot on the Heat's neck. They should have been, oh, like... yeah, it should have been game, set, match. They're... I mean, they... Honestly, I would be up all night if I had been LeBron. Just, like, I can't fucking believe we let that... Jimmy Butler <laughs> played, like, a superstar. Fact. Yep. And the Heat changed how they play. They put four shooters around a non-shooter, which fyi everyone in the league if you really want russell westbrook to be effective that's what you should do um and kelly olenek you know shooting 40 percent from three uh everybody played hard the lakers just had a lot of turnovers none of their shooters shot very well i mean i don't Mm -hmm. did danny green sink a field goal i don't think he did um and all the bad stuff that we had talked about in the finals preview where, like, if people aren't hitting their shots, that happened to the Lakers. But combined with the fact that they just played with lethargy and not a lot of passion, like Anthony Davis, what did he get? Five boards? Is that it? Yeah. That's, and he, c- can't he be had foul that, trouble, 80s. but, like, come on. That's. Yeah. That I, I think it was Riley who said that you have to win with re- if you don't rebound, you're not going to win. And, I mean, Rondo had eight boards in the, in game three, which is hysterical, and I'm pretty sure that was second on the Lakers. So while the game has changed in a lot of ways, it's come down to what are the... It's come down to the thing that finals always seem to come down to, which is who are the stars, are they playing well, and who's getting second-chance buckets, you know? Yeah. Like, because it's not like the Heat's... I mean, both hero and Duncan Robinson are shooting under 30% for the finals. I think from three, you know,
0: Right. We talked about that as just like, that is a worst case scenario for the heat. Like you need, especially, especially in this, we didn't even, I mean, we didn't even talk about these things when we knew Bam was going to miss significant time and and Gorgon was going to be out for the most of the entire series. Like we were saying that like, there is very little way the heat seems like they're going to win this series. If, you know, if suddenly Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero just get cold, and what do you know? It's They just haven't, it, they haven't quite been their, you know, Boston Celtics killer selves. I mean, Duncan Robinson wasn't actually even great during the Celtics, so. Yeah, true.
1: Um, he remains a source of gravity, though. Like, people don't want to just yes. leave him open. Yes, yes. Um, but I sort of am wondering whether, like if you gave Spolstra a choice, you get Dragic back a hundred percent or you get Bam back a hundred percent who he would choose in this series. Because I kind of feel like even though AD didn't play well in game three, like, is he going to get shut down with Bam playing?
0: Right. It's almost as if like, do you want to go Dragic? If you were to pick one to come back Dragic so that you kind of have to make the Lakers play a, a small ball you know, as opposed to if you're playing with Bam, Bam's got to be on the court, obviously. And he should, I mean, like he is fantastic. And so, but then you're, the emphasis now falls back on this kind of like big ball bullying. And unfortunately for the heat, the Lakers are always going to have the advantage in that category because they have the best big man in the, in the league right now. And, you know, like the
1: heat didn't do as much zone or maybe any at all, you know, they changed things in game three, for sure. It it felt like a completely different game. And, you know, I wonder if Bam coming back maybe clogs things a bit for Jimmy. Like, the question is whether, like, if you took Drogic over Bam, that would mean that you always had either Drogic or Jimmy out there, you know, to drive the offense, which takes a lot of stress off some of the other dudes like Tyler hero is, he doesn't just, he hasn't just been playing above what we thought he was. He's had to, you know, like they, the heat aren't here without him playing above his level. And I like, I don't know if you put Bam back out there, is he really going to like, is he going to get hurt right away again? If you put him up against Dwight Howard and Kuzma and AD, yeah. Like if you take him off the bench and he doesn't have to go against as many of the big guys, maybe that's better. But it also seemed like Olynyk like opened things up, you know?
0: Like he Kelly played. O, man, Kelly totally. O.
1: Yeah. Like all these, you know, shooting centers that Boston has had over the years <laughs> seem like they're actually pretty effective guys, um, especially in a finals where it seems like perimeter players are grabbing more of the rebounds than ever before. Right. So. I mean, I still feel like the Lakers are going to win the
0: series, don't you? I would be. It would be pretty shocking to me if the Lakers did not win the series. And I think obviously we'll know a lot more once you know Game Four happens. Like it could be very. It could all this speculation could be for not when you know the Lakers come out and just wallop the Heat in Game Four, and it's a three-one series, and you're like, all right, the Heat played their best card in Game Three, and you know, they're they're not done.
1: Like if Bam comes back and he's awesome just you yeah, but know has
0: gotta be like uh, otherworldly don't you think? sure
1: totally just like jimmy was in game right. three like that and but just, that's what you need right. just like tyler hero you know like right. you you right. need star nights from all of these dudes um it would be nice it would be really nice if duncan robinson like <laughs> sunk some of those shots just um, suddenly becomes unconscious from downtown but you know like I can also see a world where Bam comes back and 80% of Bam is enough to counter enough of the bigs so that some of the other players on the heat do better. I mean, I can see that happening, but it just, yeah. the Lakers are so fucking physical. I feel like they're just going to beat the shit out of them. So I, I, I don't know. I still sort of feel like the Lakers should not lose another game, even yeah. if Bam
0: plays. I would I would agree to that. Um, well, since the NBA Finals seem pretty wrapped up, who knows, could be a 2-2 series by the time you guys are listening to this and you'd be like, wrapped up? You guys are idiots. It's a tie season. Or a tie and that series. would be great. That's what I'm hoping for. I would we love want, to see
1: another awesome Heat game we want because that's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but we're going to look to the 2021 fantasy season and start getting prepared for it because it has been – Forever, Natty, since it feels like we have had actual, you know, roto fantasy relevant basketball being played. Because n- unless you played DFS, you weren't really playing during the bubble. Um, so we're going to talk about some guys who used the bubble to their fullest advantage and uh, and really boosted their, their 2021 value uh, in the bubble. And I'll start us off talking about, and this is not – Not going to shock anyone. I don't feel like any of these names we're going to talk about are really going to shock anyone. But we'll talk about Tyler Hero because he seems like the poster boy for this. On the season, he was playing, you know, 27 minutes per game, 13 points per game, 41% from the field, 39 from three, four rebounds, two assists per game. Now, his numbers in the bubble didn't, like, explode. 28 minutes, 17.3 points per game, 50% shooting. So that's a big uptick. That was really nice to see. 37% from three. 4.6 rebounds, 3.8 assists per game. But what you saw from him was the fact, you saw that scoring increase and that scoring increase came from him being able to like take over games. And I think as a fantasy owner or fantasy manager, that's like the thing that I love to see from someone who I'm going to be taking early in a draft or entrusting with like kind of my stalwart at a position on my fantasy team. Like if I'm trusting Tyler Hero to be my stalwart at the two guard, I want a guy who I know could go off for 30 and, you know, shoot whatever 40% from three and grab six boards and dish out five assists. Like that game is in Tyler hero. We saw it both in the bubble and obviously through the playoffs, he was money against the Celtics. So I think he's a guy, he was, uh, if you look at ESPN's player Raider, 204 is where he finished the season. Uh, which is a stark contrast to what the numbers he was putting up in the bubble and in the playoffs. So I think he's certainly a guy going into 2021 who put his name on the national stage and is going to no longer, he's completely left that realm maybe of like a potential sleeper and to a guy who's like, Hey, must like a, a must target guy. He's going to be a guy who's going to get targeted in every single league. And you're going to have to pay for him early. And, You should be because I think he's going to be really good. He's only going to get better as the heat continue to put more and more responsibility on his plate. He was overshadowed
1: during the regular season by Duncan go blue Robinson. Uh, Duncan ended up in the top 80, I believe in fantasy value. I mean like right around the top 75, depending on your league. Um, But their roles Or their values have flipped in the bubble in the playoffs, Um, especially recently. Like Duncan's just, you know, his shot's gone right now. Or he's just being really unlucky. Yeah. Tyler Hero had that huge game, which is what changed everybody's mind about him. But I think sort of the most important thing that I've seen from him is the passing. The assists, yeah. I think, are what pleased me the most because like, the odds of Tyler Hero being a 27 points per game player next year are, you know, not nil, but close to it. Um, 15 to 20 points, I think, per game is what you're hoping for. Maybe 23 if everything goes right, but that will also diminish some of the other players' roles. Like, the more Tyler Hero goes up, I think the more Duncan Robinson will go down, if that makes sense. Totally. Well, and the thing... It's the ball handling and the dimes. Like, I think that's like, we know he, he, we know he can shoot. We know he and Duncan Robinson can shoot. The boards are nice too, but it's, it's the fact that hero is making those passes in the playoffs, you know, when defense is at its height and that's occurring. So I'm, I'm with you. I think like five dimes per game next year should be, you know, maybe the floor for expectations yeah. for assists.
0: The thing I also really like and and this is I like that you pointed this out is that Duncan Robinson we now he is cold from downtown, right? He yeah. during the season had 9.4 free field goals, 8.3 three point attempts. So like, yeah. Duncan Robinson, you are buying on he can shoot th- the three at a at lights out level. But if he gets cold, he doesn't have another way to score, right? He's not driving, he's not scoring in the paint. He's not Ever. being asked to. Also, you know, like also, maybe he true. can
1: do those things, but it's like he, he knows that's his not job. his role that's right now, one, right? Totally.
0: Whereas Tyler and, Hero in the bubble, seventeen points per game, fifty percent from the from the field goal uh, in during the season, eleven field goal attempts per game, five threes per game. So like. I love the fact that Tyler hero can score in a multitude of ways while getting you those assists, those boards that we talked about and his role being I- increasing. I just feel like he has a, he's shown to have a very stable and high floor, which I, I love going forward. For sure.
1: And depending on how the heat want to develop their team, you know, maybe he's the secondary ball handler. Like yeah. we, there's so much we don't know going into next season, obviously, but um He looks fantastic. The shots aren't falling, but again, this is going up against, you know, what should be the best defense, like the Celtics. That's right. That's a tough assignment, no matter what, no matter who you are, especially when you have a seven game series to scheme for. And so I'm not holding their cold shooting against them so much. And I don't think the nation is either. Like everyone's just sort of like, yeah, you know, it's tough scoring against these guys, But where, but like Danny Green and and the Lakers, you know, quote unquote shooters, that's more like they're old, they're injured, they're not getting it done like we're i don't think blame is the
0: word but we're counting it more against them than i think well, we and it's are also against like here on robinson totally and it's it's an age thing like you said and it's also like danny green was brought in for that express purpose you oh know totally I mean? hero and robinson haven't been here before danny green's been to how many finals right and danny green is like you are on the lakers to play defense and shoot threes and if you can't shoot threes then it's like uh, what are we doing here I, he, he's injured.
1: I mean, I think he's yeah. mentioned that he's like nicked up and bruised, but I sort of feel like it's more than, I mean, his numbers in the playoffs just are not good. Um, but, you know, that's sort of the name of the game with all of the guard, like all of the perimeter players that aren't wings are sort of having up and down games. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I think the loss of Drogic is so rough for the heat, because if he could have been a consistent guard you know like yep. driving yep. in just it, it would have just changed the whole series um or maybe just made the games a little bit more enjoyable they have been not boring but like predictable almost, is that, yeah you, yeah like game three i did think that the lakers were going to end up winning through three quarters but then it just sort of became apparent like oh no this is the heats game the lakers don't care
0: uh, all right. Who's you got? Who's a guy that you are uh, that you think really helped his 20, 2021 value in the in the bubble? Well, as you said,
1: this was tough because a bunch of these guys are already in the top one hundred or top twenty five, top one twenty five. I mean, Hero is a top one twenty five pick for sure, and he oh, yeah. didn't end up in the top one twenty five. Excuse me. I'm going to go back a few rounds to Donovan Mitchell. Don God. Mitch.
0: Oh my he, goodness.
1: Like remember those motherfucking early <laughs> rounds where he, and let's just talk about Jamal Murray too. It's, it's those two, both of those okay. guys were just top 75 well. because like the story, their stories of the Is playoffs the were against yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, they looked so sensational, just so sens. They looked like they could carry teams when everybody else is cold they looked like they could score 40 or 50 points when they needed to they looked like young versions of dame is what i thought when i wanted to talk about this because Jamal murray especially man good god dude because like they had to change their shots too you know sometimes they're they're these step backs when they're in the paint and it just doesn't seem like they could possibly get anything done. And then this high ass jump shot that just arcs over everybody or just getting contact. I mean, they just played both so, so beautifully, especially because some of their players or some of their teammates in some of those games just didn't show up and they willed teams to wins. So I think both of those players are going to be top 50 in the next draft And I mean, top 25, maybe at the end of the season, if
0: everything goes right. Don Mitch, Don Mitch, especially Uh, Jamal Murray. I, I do really like, my only worry with him is the, is the fact that like, whether is, is how streaky of a shooter he can be. Um, But the Don Mitch is like the, the jazz figured out how to unlock Donovan Mitchell. And it's, hey, guess what, you make him your primary ball handler and scorer without Bojan Bogdanovich, and suddenly now he's everything that you've wanted him to be to lead this offense. And so that, to me, is like the clearest path of Don Mitch ascending to superstardom, both in the NBA and from a fantasy standpoint. So I, I totally agree with you and him. I think Donovan Mitchell locked himself entirely for being a, a top 25 pick in 2021.
1: I also feel like with Don Mitch, like I feel like Utah could do so much over the off season mm. because I think that everyone except Donovan Mitchell is absolutely expendable. Now that oh, you have seen what he can do, like you could send Mike Conley away and get something else. Maybe you don't need to resign Gobert. bear. Um, you know, like boy do you care if he's there or not? Joe Ingles is another year older. Uh, there's, there are just so many moves I could see the Jazz making to try to get a little bit stronger, a little bit younger, a little bit faster, and maybe more on the page with a very young and spectacular-looking Donovan Mitchell. I don't – like, Karis LeVert and him maybe doesn't work too well because LeVert sort of seems to need the ball a lot like i'm not really hey, sure who would Harris actually LeVert also blogs on this
0: we're not going to talk about it but Karis lavert also did did work this uh this bubble to get his fantasy value up sure yeah i mean the brooklyn nets had no other choice like everybody that
1: was such a it, man it should have been the bulls or it should have been um the Suns. it should have been the goddamn Suns. So, yeah that's it's so terrible yeah, what a what
0: travesty a, at the highest order.
1: Just I mean a wasted series really. You could have done you could have had better ratings a
0: because not even Nets fans were like,
1: "Oh yeah, we no, could pull it out." Like, right. yeah,
0: come on. Um, that yeah, anyway, we spent plenty of time on this show talking about it, so we don't need to spend more. Sure, totally.
1: All all I'm saying is that I think Donovan Mitchell is
0: going to go higher in drafts
1: next year than Jamal Murray because I think that Utah
0: should be aggressive and yes the jazz might be a very different looking team yes i i wholeheartedly agree and endorse that message
1: like what um, if it's
0: something crazy like harden oh my goodness
1: that. Like something nuts could happen, you know. Something well, nuts well, will happen. Big names
0: go change happen. teams all the time. Yeah, but do we want that? Uh, honest question. Like, would Harden? Do we? Do we want someone to come in and, and rival Don Mitch for t- for ball and touches, or do we, or, or are we like not? Nah, that's totally perfect because Don Mitch can get his, and Harden can get his, and I'm not worried.
1: I think people fall in love with potential. So while that certainly wouldn't be not my number one choice, like my number one choice would be. Uh, what's up with Danilo Gallinari? What's up with Mm, Blake Griffin? Um, Like, what's up with these sort of maybe undervalued assets who are, yeah, maybe a little bit older, but um, like having a point forward does help Don Mitch, I think. Like, that's why Joe Ingles and he sort of work together. Um, But I think he can just do better than Ingles. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of options out there. Like, if you're Donovan Mitchell, would you want... Julius Randle on your team? I, I'm I'm actually
0: a low key big Julius Randle fan.
1: I think he's an effective player for what you ask him to do. Um, oh. You know, like Demonis Sabonis.
0: Don't hate something. It. Whatever. We're. I mean, the Pacers this is, seem we'll this the Pacers this. seems like they are on a uh, on a full rebuild. But if
1: the, if the fucking Jazz get Victor Oladipo, I'm oh in love with that team. God. I'm in love you would with explode that with happiness. Team. i holy <laughs> fucking shit or how about something like would you like cp3
0: with don mitch i don't hate that then Plus cp3, CP3 th- is a
1: jazz player again which would be funny <laughs>
0: which would be funny and cp3 then gets to gets to indoctrinate don mitch and all of the uh, best practices for flopping and and etc
1: like I just sort of feel that Donovan Mitchell's postseason and bubble sort of showed that he can play with a bunch of different types of players. And even when you lose a weapon like Boyan, which we thought was going to be
0: devastating, he can rise to the occasion. I was so impressed. Yeah. Nope. He, he certainly belongs to be here and, and will and will a hundred percent deserve all of the fantasy accolades that he has earned himself and will garner uh, in the, uh, 2021 season. So actually you talked about Jamal Murray, one of the guys who I think also really stood out and made a name for himself on the uh, Nuggets, not Jamal Murray, but Ruddy May Michael Porter Jr., who had a mm-hmm. negative player rating for 2020, yeah. which you just love to see. A true Cinderella story there. Uh, even though I don't want to heap too much praise on Michael Porter Jr. since uh maybe we should learn that mm, vaccines are actually pretty good, but what am I saying? <laughs> uh, hey,
1: Kyrie doesn't believe in you know, Ky- the fact that
0: the fact that Kyrie is already like dismantling Steve Nash before they've even had a practice Dude. brings so much joy to my life.
1: Like that makes me think that the that he and and Durant like actually didn't okay it. Like I have no idea what's going on with that. That is so. It might just be Kyrie being chaos, grim dark master. You know, like
0: I all right am so i'm put my foot down <laughs> we're on we're on this subject and i want to and i want to quickly just say it uh i would like to officially retire the nickname joker for nikola Jokic because on his basketball reference page he's one of his nicknames is big honey which is just such a better name for him yeah so much better so much more applicable <laughs> and just, everything about it works for Jokic so much better and Kyrie, and slow. Oh my God, it's perfect. <laughs> Kyrie deserves the the nickname Joker because that man lives for chaos. I mean, the great Michael Caine quote: "Some men just want to watch the world burn." That's my British accent for you. Nice. Like that is Kyrie to a T, man. The guy just wants to watch the NBA burn and like loves and 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 you know, basks in the in the warmth of the flame that he sets off. I mean, good lord. Steve Nash hasn't even shown up. I mean, it's just it would be hilarious. It'll be hilarious if you're right that if KD and and Kyrie didn't actually have a say, and the Brooklyn brass just decided that Steve Nash was the way to go, and Kyrie and KD just like bully him out of there. And the thing is, I don't think it's gonna be KD because KD I think likes Steve Nash. I mean, Steve Nash seems like oh part they definitely of KD. like yeah. So I don't really know. So but like it does it. God, it just feels so Kyrie that this is already happening. And man, it just fills me with so much happiness. Devil's advocate as a Brooklynite,
1: I could see... You are he... fucked. Accept it. <laughs> oh, and I'm a Pistons fan. It's fine. It's fine. Don't it's worry. fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, It could have been that all of this is fine and we just misunderstand. Like, Kyrie and Steve Nash could have had a conversation where it's sort of... They spoke about how it's going to be a dynamic conversation between two point guards, mm-hmm. one the coach, one the player, as to how the philosophy and scheme of the team operates, which mm-hmm. would make sense. Of course that sure. makes sense. Two point guards talking to each other, like that's it would be weird if that didn't occur. So when Kyrie's saying, you know, like we're all coaches or whatever
0: the hell, it could have
1: just been it could be some meeting. like crazy
0: new age shit that he and Kate that he what? and uh
1: No, just Uh, the 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 same thing as with Kobe and Michael with Phil. Like, we talk, like, the teams are constructed around how we feel about how the team should be constructed. Like, you're not telling me what to do, and I'm not telling you how to run the team. We, together, are constructing Mm -hmm. this team. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's fair. I mean, the thing about Kyrie is that if you take away that one shot, which is one of the... Well, he still has numbers, but he just doesn't have a defining, you know, like, oh, well, that's why he's going, he ends up in the Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer yet, I don't think, but But that would be in the first paragraph if he does. But, like, I don't want to hate too much... Um. Also, whatever. Brooklyn's going to be one of those teams that makes a lot of moves, too, although the funniest thing that could possibly happen is if they don't make any at all. And people are like, yeah, Lavert's kind of ball hoggy and like Spence doesn't really want to leave. And uh, Jared, he's cool, but we don't really need him and blah, blah, blah.
0: That would be very nice that would be it would be rather incredible and i am one trillion billion percent here for it anyways let's get back 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 to michael porter jr uh right you know tangents occur in this show what can i say the
1: guy that the knicks wanted kevin knox to be right yeah michael porter jr
0: exactly the guy who the knicks (laughs) are going to resist trade picks for for
1: cp3 that rumor is amazing i I just like whatever but that's it, cp3 might be on the move although if i'm him i'm kind of like
0: ah, we had something yeah we, oh yeah whatever. cp3 i don't know if cp3 wants out of out of okc
1: we'll see they that's another team with a lot of things to decide yeah. so um but do you do you want to talk michael porter jr he yeah <laughs> this is the question i had do you yes. think he's do you think he goes in the top 50
0: it's a good question i could see it so so just for numbers 14 minutes per game uh this is during the season 7.5 points per game 49 shooting 41 rebounds oh 4.1 41 4.1 mm-hmm. rebounds that would be nice like, that would be nice you know i wouldn't complain if you had 41 rebounds right, right. Game. 10 rebounds a quarter cool <laughs> <laughs> assists, 0.8 steals, uh, stocks per game. And then in the bubble, obviously we saw him like fully blossom 33 minutes per game, 22 points, 55% shooting, 8.6 rebounds, 1.6 assists, two stocks, explosive part of their offense. Finally healthy, uh, dude got banged
1: around and got back up. I think some of those injury concerns
0: are we can sort yep. of put those a little bit in the past he locked himself into a reliable start like starting minutes i think for for 2021 uh which he demanded
1: awesome. the nuggets change like they're like he complained about like we're just not doing enough to score it that was incredible
0: good for him So good for yes so you if you look at like if you look at players who finished in the espn's top 50 player rater. There are some names there that like I think he certainly would be drafted over. Now that being said, I don't tri- I don't take ESPN's player radar as like their top. You know, you don't take that as like the top fifty players. But like Dennis Schroeder, right? It's fifty over. It's fifty overall. I take Michael Porter Jr. over Dennis Schroeder in a heartbeat. Um, sure. So I think I think he could be. I think he would. That's that's a good. It's a good over under because that feels like the number where he where he's kind of flirting with it. Um, and if I look at, so I'm looking right now, fantasy pros expert uh, rankings around 50. You've got, so this is from 40, we'll go from 45 to 55. Okay. John Collins, CJ McCollum, Zion, Bledsoe, Whiteside, Van Fleet, Connolly, Ball, Morant, Bryant, Valachunas, Levert.
1: I mean, I would take him before... I would take him like fourth in that list, right? Yeah. Who was the third name?
0: Uh, John Collins McCollum, Zion.
1: Yeah, I think I'd take him after Zion. Like, that's I also take, yeah, over. I would over take Zion, Zion
0: and CJ over John
1: Collins, but. Yeah.
0: Well, that's just so because Zion
1: and CJ are way cool. Yeah,
0: way cool. But yes, I think. I mean, 50, Michael I, Porter I think...
1: Jr. is also super young. And
0: yep. like in a dynasty league, he's one of All the right. hottest commodities. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I just, I think he, I think he is, he has arrived. He has been what we expected, what we thought he would be out of the draft that injuries prevented, but now injuries are no longer seemingly a factor. So I think at top 50, I think he is going to be a a fantasy stud in 2021. Uh, Natty, before we get to your other guys, let us take a quick advertisement hiatus showing off my vocabulary there. Nice job Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Natty, who's a guy for uh, 2021 that you think really helped their value in the bubble? Okay, well,
1: I want to start off with our boyfriend. How do you think Mello
0: affected his value? Mm, mm, mm. If Mello stays with the Portland Trailblazers, your boy drafted him one hundred and one.
1: Oh, for well, sure.
0: Except for the fact that I don't actually need to draft him because he's on my Dynasty League, and you bet your sorry little bottom that I'm going to be uh, going to be keeping him for for final next year. Yeah, I think he regardless of whether or not he's with the trailblazers he certainly proved that there's a lot of basketball still in him and that he i think that there's a lot of basketball still in him but i also think that he needs to be in an in a team that's going to know how to use him and be smart about him right like he he tried to go to the rockets and the rockets were like shoot threes you're out and Melo was like okay i won't play basketball uh but with the Trailblazers, he just meshed beautifully there. And I really don't think that he's going to go anywhere other than the Trailblazers. Do you? I
1: hope not. I think it was beautiful there. Uh, I think his job will be a little bit easier next year, depending on what Portland is able to do. I also just want to underline the fact that Mello was thrown under several dozen buses by the Houston Rockets Yep, because everybody else was hurt or playing shitty or was just cold, you know, like that, that still really fucking bothers me. That was so, so disrespectful. That losing streak was not his fault. Um, but it seems like he found a home in Portland. It seems like he came halfway and the Blazers went halfway, you know, like mellow changed his profile. He yep. still played like mellow, but he was trying harder on defense. He knew that he wasn't the first or even second option. Um, He wasn't hunting shots. He was trying to let the game come to him. He was trying to get, you know, more ball movement going on. I I just thought that it was such a dynamic pairing. I really, really hope he stays there. I, I mean, I would draft him in the top hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I mean, Both of us are notorious mellow lovers, but yes.
1: Right. He's not, you're not drafting him to be a 20 points per game guy, but you are drafting him for 15 points, you know, seven rebounds maybe on a luck And, and he also has a really high ceiling. Sometimes you'll get, who knows, like
0: a 30 Uh, point game. For those at home, mellow bubble stats, 34 minutes per game, 16.5 points. 6.9 rebounds nice 0.8 assists 1.6 stocks per game that's nice to see it 46 percent from three great um yeah sign me up for year whatever of carmelo anthony it would be interesting to see wait can you put
1: duncan robinson's numbers next to his like that they can't because duncan
0: doesn't get dimes does he Let's bring up Duncan Robinson. So you want to, which would you like the full season or or his uh, or his bubble stats?
1: Oh yeah, his bubble stats are probably bad. But,
0: but whatever, full, I think full those season players
1: could be yeah. like
0: full season thirteen points, uh, three point two boards, one point four assists, shooting forty six percent from three. I mean, Duncan Robinson yeah. is a three point shooter, and that's about it. And he's young. I mean, like there is
1: just so much that can change with these guys but it also seems like Melo changed a little bit too and i think that's a good thing i he's definitely going to get drafted i mean
0: he's oh yeah he's going to be in the nba next year yes yes he 100%. better fucking be <laughs> <laughs> otherwise natty is coming and banging on the door of adam silver's office and saying you just just assign him to a team forcibly put him on a team please the team that was so
1: desperate that they signed him ended up being happy that they had. And if Houston had kept him rather than unceremoniously booting him out, they would have been happy too.
0: whatever. It's fine. We we've moved on. Totally. Uh, All right. Let's, let's talk about TJ Warren. Yes. I actually want to talk about him. So you, you start us off because I, I am. Yes. You go ahead and start.
1: So T.J. Warren had a good fantasy regular season. He was top 60, maybe top 50, depending on your league. But holy shit, did he end up wowing everybody in the bubble? Um, It is... A little bit scary to think of the Pacers with a full strength depot, a full strength Brogdon and a full strength TJ Warren. Like if that's the real TJ Warren and they just have a dynamite three and D wing who can carry your offense some nights if he has to, then the Sabonis and Miles Turner question doesn't even like get rid of both of them. Who cares?
0: Just get dudes (laughs) that complement your three perimeter players. And so that's I, the question. That's the question to me. Is this the real TJ Warren? TJ Warren averaged 31 points per game in the bubble shot 52% from three 57% from the field with 21 field goal attempts. Like those numbers, I will say fairly comfortably won't translate into 2021, but how much are we going to see that as opposed to his regular season in which he was, let me quickly bring her up. 18% – 18 points per game, 37% from three, 52% from the field. Like, still very good. Are we going to see – like, is he going to be a 24-point scorer and night in, night out?
1: I don't think that that's crazy. Like, he was a player on Phoenix that everyone Not kept – why did you get rid of him? Because they just – you know, sometimes players just don't click with the rest of your personnel, you know, like, you, sure. but having said that in Phoenix for his for he shot less than 30% from three, two seasons in a row, then in 2018, 19, he's back above 40. But like, that's, that's a little tough. Um, and then he got injured. Uh, there's, I think that there are reasons. I don't think they're good ones. But I think there are reasons. But Yes, Man, with Indiana, like, 40% from three, and he just seemed like he turned into the player that people wanted him to turn into when Phoenix had drafted him. Like, he sort of slowly, quietly built up his resume, even though it doesn't really show in the numbers, but he got better as a player. And Mm -hmm. now, if you're in a good situation with a good coach, although I guess they got rid of nate mcmillan and they might get dantoni um nailed it but he 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 really worked with brogdon um i don't see why like a full strength depot can only improve things i i I am a believer he's 26 years old he'll be 27 coming into the next season you know just entering his prime he can get better on defense he can get better and smarter as an experienced veteran player i I guess I I, I'm so in like I could almost see him being like not an elite player but one of the feared perimeter players in the NBA like if he were on one of the coastal teams maybe you'd hear about him more all
0: right all right um I I that's that's all I needed to hear because you're right like TJ Warren I had him on my fantasy team for this year and he was a very solid, above-average fantasy starter for you.
1: Totally. And when, and when did you draft him?
0: Uh, I drafted him. Well, so this was our this was our um, Dynasty League, so I think I might have just added oh. him. Or I might as well just snagged him off waivers. Uh,
1: yeah, that's how low... I mean, like, shooting but,
0: under 30% from three two years in a row is rough. That's... But, and then he came into the bubble, went absolutely just bonkers, was the story of those, you know, those bubble eight games. And so I'm I'm just, yeah, I like your confidence in him. I was curious to see whether or not it's like, is he going to maybe be now a 20-point scorer, despite being a 30-point scorer throughout the bubble? But if he is, if you think he's going to be closer to that 24, maybe even 25, then I like it. How early would you feel comfortable taking TJ Warren? Here's
1: the rub. If the Pacers don't get rid of any of their players, any of their mm-hmm. starting five. So Brogdon, Depot, TJ, Demona Sabonis, and Miles Turner, then I'm not sure that TJ Warren's value will really be given the best opportunity. You know, because okay. like Sabonis is going to have to score 20 points. Depot's right. going to need his shots. Brogdon's right. going to need his points. um and so all of a sudden it's like oh yeah tj you're the fourth dude like we passed you you when we can't find something else yeah yeah so like i you know if i'm the pacers i think i'm getting rid of sabonis and turner and just trying to get sort of cheaper front court guys and trying to get another perimeter defender to help Because that team, I mean, it's going to be a playoff team. The Pacers are always going to be a playoff team as long as they have at least three of those players, I think.
0: Okay. I like it. Um, Okay, my final guy who I think uh, made a nice little name for himself in the bubble. And as a guy, so Tyler Hero, Michael Porter Jr., I feel like, and the guys who we talked about, Don Mitch, TJ Warren, those guys are all those were like the names of the bubbles rightfully so like we sh- we needed to talk about them you can't talk about who boosted their uh their 2021 fantasy stock without talking about those guys right and we could little, mention
1: joker since he was great but it's like he ended up well, as the best player in some fantasy leagues so that was
0: my little tease my little question for to end the show or sorry big honey is is big honey first overall is that crazy now
1: no it's did, gonna be Anthony Big
0: davis i think I know, but like did did big money do enough in the bubble where you if you saw him go first of all, you'd be like, Yeah, okay. I don't hate you for that. I
1: don't hate you for that. <laughs> but I I guess I would I guess I would ask why you think that he's a safer bet than AD. Because like AD only has LeBron, whereas Jokic has several other players that can you know have big nights and totally. hopefully we'll have another one so i mean we were just talking about michael porter jr and jamal that's murray that's true i don't think Jokic needs to score as much for his team to win as anthony davis does so that's why i would take the brow one
0: all right well, that was a fun little fun little interlude but that's not who i'm talking about I'm not but yo, know, triple joker. doubles
1: if that's a stat in your league then oh yeah. joker has to go one
0: uh guy who i'm talking about who also man i i am just like connecting all of our little uh, all of our little loves also on the portland Trail Blazers, gary trent gary, <laughs> gary trent, trent came Jr. in here <laughs> was an absolute fire in the bubble. Uh I shot when you told me this. <laughs> 50% from 3. I mean come on. How can we not talk about gary Trent Jr.? Uh who season, doesn't
1: remember that game? We we all watched it.
0: Oh incredible. 20 uh 20.9 20. minutes per game, 8.5 points, 42% from 3, uh 1.7 rebounds, 1.0 assist. That was during the season in the bubble. 34 minutes points 50% from three 1.5 rebounds and Mm -hmm. 1.4 assists almost had 8.5 attempts three point attempts per game in the bubble the thing that i also really liked, though is his defense was locked in that was like what kind of Mm -hmm. like what showed in the bubble 1.5 stocks per game in the Mm -hmm. bubble love that uh and he's not going to shoot 50% in 2021 dirty, unless he's just about to like blow all of our minds and preconceived notions about what an elite three-point shooter looks like. But he is like, what do we say, Natty? What is, what is our favorite kind of player in fantasy for us? It is a three-point shooter who gets you defense like that is just money. And, and I think that's what Gary Trent could be in 2021 as a guy, who's likely not going to cost you all of that much, Uh, I think he will still be a top hundred player uh, in drafts, but like, but you could get, he could give you upside that uh, will vastly outweigh what you had to eventually draft him as.
1: So I laughed when you said this was going to be one of your dudes on our Slack, because I thought I had similar feelings about Gary Trent Jr. as I did about another Gary who is also a big ass fantasy boyfriend on this show, Golden he Gary. Is Golden Gary. Because Golden Gary ended up having a good bubble. He looked, he ended up looking healthy. He ended up looking like he shook the rust off. He ended up mm-hmm. looking like, cool, this is the guy from a couple years ago. And maybe now the sky's the limit, except you're on a team where you, they don't need that. So I'm sort of wondering with Gary Trent Jr., is he supposed to be on the trailblazers? Like, could he be more useful and play more somewhere else? Is there, I think there's, because when you play behind CJ and Dame, you're just sort of like waiting for them not to be able to score. Right. Um, I certainly think that he could be more productive elsewhere, but if he fits there, then it's great. You know, like he looked like the, the, answer to the trailblazers prayers for a couple of games like oh yep. shit a perimeter player is playing defense you know like he really really helped them uh i don't know if it's sustainable i he's six five he's 21 you know he's
0: oh, a Maddie. dude that no
1: he's a second round pick but here's the thing it's carried me he, apart but he showed it you know like he showed it mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. else do you want like maybe it was just a good three-week stretch but Sometimes three-week stretches are all you need to actually get a chance. He's an unheralded player. Portland was desperate. Maybe the context is the red flag. But a guy that can play defense for you who is young and maybe can develop his shot even more and play smarter and better, like you want efficient utility guys. It's sort of like baseball. You want dudes that can do a lot of things and not do any of them stupidly. Like that OG is- Ananobi, you know? Like, you want dudes, you want perimeter defenders who aren't going to fuck up your team.
0: <laughs> I know that seems crazy, but so many teams, you know, like... No, it's you're, you're 100% right, and it just shouldn't be... It shouldn't, like, come as a surprise to people that, like, that's how you build a good team. but And yet, people are shocked that that's how you build a good team. Like,
1: Orlando hasn't had a real point guard in so long, and maybe Fultz is that guy. And that would be great. But it's like that's a really fixable problem that Orlando had forever. And you're like, what's wrong with you? Like there's point guards (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) And you know, Lonzo, he's a perimeter play dude, you can get like Darren Collison would have been better than most (laughs) and I think he was on the magic for his whatever.
0: There's (laughs) some teams just don't know how to do that. Maddie's words of wisdoms to teams. Just fucking try.
1: Dude, if we wanted to do an anti-value, like, I mean, Jonathan Isaac would be at the top of the list, oh, right? God. That sucks, yeah. so, that sucks fucking, so fucking ha- hard. There's so many players that aren't playing. Like, there's oh, just so God. many players that aren't even playing, and it's it's really depressing to think about it, but whatever. I mean, yo, it, for baseball, David Price opted out. Like, he'd be on a run to the World Series. But anyway... It, speaking of perimeter players that maybe fuck up their teams like Lonzo doesn't need to be in New Orleans like that's a guy that should get traded he's only going to get in the way because you're going to be concerned about his development too so it's like I'd rather focus on Zion and the future MVP Mr. Brandon Ingram
0: because that's
1: just going to make it easier for the team to congeal around that you know Mm -hmm. like lonzo is expendable to me i don't care about his defense and his developing shot if that's even true um take but i do think that gary harris and gary Trent jr and a bunch of like under 25 dudes who maybe needed a couple of years to learn the nba because they only spent a few years in college and -hmm. college is a different game like maybe these dudes because of their conditioning and because the game has changed, maybe they now are way more important than they used to be. And I think you're right. Gary Trent Jr. showed that he can play basketball at a high level in a pressure situation.
0: It's yep. uh, more than the up. fucking
1: bulls have done.
0: <laughs> wrap us up. Give us, a, give us a final player who who boosted their 2021 fantasy value for you.
1: This is sad. But I think it's Drogic, but now that he is plantar, like, I don't even know. That's a really painful thing to have. It's a
0: hard thing to come back from, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think it's chronic. Like, I don't – he looked so fucking sick. He yeah. just looked like everything that the heat had wanted when they traded two first first round draft picks for him, mm-hmm. and just a perfect compliment to Jimmy. He could be out there when Jimmy was sitting, you know, they could spell each other, so you always have one of them on the floor. And then this happened, and it just sucks so bad. And now I don't really you know, like did Chris Middleton change his value? Maybe. I mean, Pascal and Bam were already high, like, yeah. I mean, a guy like Fred Van Vliet, if he went to a team where he had a bigger role, then sure his value goes up. But like that's not really because of like his the play bubble. in the bubble or the playoff. Right. Yeah. I mean Tatum looked better, Jalen looked better, Smart looked better, Kemba went down. I don't know yeah. what Kemba's value is going to be. Um it's it's tough to say because there's also like eight teams that are going to have Players that matter in fantasy, but you didn't get to see how they were in Orlando. So it's like, right, we have all these stats for a majority of the league, but then a bunch of the teams with a bunch of fantasy players on people's teams aren't going to enjoy that extra play. So, you know, like Andre Drummond, a player like Andre Drummond, who is now on the Cleveland Cavaliers, is he still a double double machine? Is he still a good pick for your center is he
0: going to give you value I, I, I don't know you know natty do you know how you could answer those questions how's that pete make sure you subscribe to the Fake teams podcast channel that's how you'll not where only we will us. only
1: be talking about dre Drummond. we will we'll be forward. talking about
0: andre drummond for the next 10 episodes so s- subscribe mark your calendars and uh, prepare for the deep dive of Andre Jones that you never needed. You knew, to, uh, knew you needed. You Wait needed, before you
1: know. we go, can I ask? Yeah. Because we haven't had a fantasy pod in a while, and I'm just <laughs> itching for it. Where are you going to draft Steph and Clay? Hmm. How question. high would? Oh, and let's put uh, let's put KD in there too. How high would you take any of those guys? Well, you wouldn't take Clay one. Would you take Steph or KD one?
0: i think i would take kd if of the two i'd rather take kd one god it's achilles tear though yeah that is right and steph was
1: healthy at the end of the regular season they were like
0: don't worry about it (laughs) like it's fine shitty injury because i mean i just oh
1: it's so terrible think of all the fucking players that we haven't seen play in so long It's nut. LeBron has to win his playoffs. He's doing it without Steph, without Clay, without Draymond, without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving.
0: He has to come. This is his one shot. You got to fucking win, fucking win. Jesus Christ, win tonight and then just like cruise. Uh, Yes, I think all three of those guys I would draft, assuming full health. I because I just think I think you can't not because if you don't like this is one of those instances where you are sitting at, you know, if you have, I think, I think other people in your league have the potential to downgrade them because of the injuries, especially Kevin Durant. And if you're sitting there late in the first round and Kevin Durant is, is, is available and you pass on him and everything is fine. And he's a baller. You're going to like, that's, that's a league winner right there that you just, let go because you were like you just draft him assuming that everything is everything works everything is healthy modern medicine is is a fucking miracle and he will be fine and you you ride with it and maybe you you know maybe you get some safer picks later because you wanted to make sure your roster doesn't get totally tanked but i just i don't think you can i don't think you can draft timid
1: yeah if you're going to if you have the opportunity to get value for a Kevin Durant pick, yes, yes, you have yes. to take it. Yes, <laughs> Like, because World otherwise, what do you, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless it's something, you know, like if you're a Pelicans fan and you always have been and it's like, well, it's Kevin Durant and it's Brandon Ingram and it's Zion, sure. then sh- yeah, take your dude, man. No one's going to hate you for it's that. Fantasy. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I could see Ingram having a better year than KD. Um, but there are just so many goddamn fucking players that are going, John Wall's coming back. I don't know what his
0: value is. Now that guy, see, that's one that I would be worried about because John Wall, we haven't seen play in what's felt like a millennia. And you're talking about a guy like Kevin Durant and Steph and Clay. None of those guys, it, it, their game, I feel like, can withstand injuries that affect your athletics. I don't know if John Wall, what John Wall's game looks like if he's not as explosive. Like, is this going to be a Derrick Rose thing where we have to, like, wait right. five years before he kind of, like, figures it out again? Or, I mean, that being said, Russell Westbrook, like, he, he recovered fine. So, I don't know. We'll see. Where would you draft uh, future Celtic Boogie Cousins? <laughs> oh, my God, don't tempt me. Top five? If Boogie signed he would go. he would go one overall.
1: God, I, I love Boogie Cousins. Am I so, love oh, Boogie Cousins. I, I'm so curious to see, A, which teams are interested, and B, which teams he's interested in. Yeah. I Like, if I'm Boogie, get me to Dallas as hard as you can. Mm. Just get me to Luca mm. as hard as you
0: fucking can. God, that would be so hot.
1: Because, like, oh, what else? Guy. Where is there a better situation for, like, a youngish big to slowly come back you know like because you don't want to yeah. i mean all the injuries for him so you don't want to have to be depended on as like a joe Embiid number one option yeah oh let's talk about doc rivers and philly real quick what were your thoughts classic yeah totally <laughs> i don't think you like you don't need to say anything and now he's saying like yeah of course they work well together and i know classic. that's what i've been saying too but <laughs> like yeah, uh,
0: it's like they're not the problem. It's everything else. It's the most. It's the most panic franchise move, is to is to go get like a, a known entity at coach, and yeah. and think that that's going to solve your biggest issue, which it's not, because your biggest issue is that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't work well together.
1: Like I almost felt like they hired him not for his coaching, but because of his respect
0: level. Totally they're like take us seriously take take our decision to have these two guys yeah. out on the court at the same time seriously because doc rivers said to do it like, doc you know, is doc here rivers, like just- he kept the
1: clippers afloat when the sterling right. thing was going on you know like he's worked with stars who didn't like each other before he knows what's going on he has you know success he has a chip i and i also sort of felt like on the positive side the dude with the most three up 3 1 losses is now the 76ers coach. Love it. And I sort of felt like that was simpatico, you know? Like, Love it. And maybe that will end
0: up with success. I hope it does. Give me all of it. All right. Make sure to subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That is how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and football podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the long two uh, podcast. And uh, Natty, talk to you next week. Stay safe and healthy, buddy. Talk to you next week. Enjoy tonight's game. You too, my friend.